Hello and welcome to the History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do. My name is Russ Freshick, and today I'm joined by Allegra Frank. Hello, Allegra. Hello, Russ. And we have a very special guest in Chris Plant, who is, who is our expert today on a very interesting topic. Yes, and I will set it up on my own. Thank you for politely letting me do my job. I will let you relish the experience. Ah, I'm going to ignore what you just said and <laughs> pretend it's not a pertinent pun. Today, here's my elevator pitch. We're talking about one of the nation's most iconic sports. Mm-hmm. It involves a battle between two world record breakers, the cops, <laughs> arresting all-star talent in front of a screaming audience, and a rule book. That prohibits barfing. <gasps> I am talking about competitive eating. <gasps> Specifically, the Super Bowl of competitive eating, the hot dog eating contest. Yes. That's, and, and, that's and, the reaction, Allegra? I was Russ? thinking in my head, like, should there be any warnings? Are you going to talk about barf a lot? I'm not. There's actually, okay. there, there's a, a very little barf. There is a considerable amount of pathos. <laughs> a, rever- a reversal Whichever. of fortune. Uh, mm. So just to be, so, just so people are clear, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, so you're specifically mm. talking about the Coney Island hot dog eating contest that happens on July 4th every year, correct? Yes, this takes place every Independence Day at Nathan's famous iconic food stall on Coney Island. Yeah, so it's because obviously there are a lot of of like eating events that happen around the world. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Okay, I didn't Don't know. Worry. I didn't know your. Di- it, it's going to be targeted, but you know, like a great story, it mm-hmm. expands and contracts. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, can I tell you one of my favorite things about Nathan's Famous, uh, specifically the food stall on Coney Island? The French I've been fries. There. It is, they're really good. You no, know, <laughs> they're okay. It's located at Surf in Stillwell Avenue, sure. which is like the epitome of New York trying to name something like California and then like giving up halfway through. <laughs> like Surf uh, and um, I don't know, Stillwell. Not for nothing, like, Chris Plant, but I don't think that they were naming it after California because <laughs> it no, was you, but no, no, probably I'm, I'm there about, a lot earlier than the, the like I'm booming. About capturing capturing a vibe yeah Russ. Like, you can't just have fun okay this see classic new york i don't want to give classic. credit to california's street naming ability we okay. have surf too it might not be as nice Let's it might be garbage right here <laughs> new york neurotic you can take a train to it um <laughs> so the inaugural date according to the new york times is july 4th 1916 Four immigrants meet at Nathan's stand to settle an argument over who is the most patriotic. Oh, my God. Whoa. Naturally. Is Nathan there at this point? Nat- well, well, we'll get into this. Okay. Naturally, this is decided by who can eat the most hot dogs. Sure. That makes sense. Thus begins a tradition. This sounds, um, I'll be honest, this sounds a little BS to me. Like, it sounds like a story that was passed down, but not true. It is in the New York Times. <laughs> yeah, Russ. I will say, uh, uh, speaking, uh, given that Allegra has already proven that the New York Times doesn't get everything right, um, <laughs> Pokemon. Okay, okay, okay. Well, let, let, let me continue. 
Okay. According to the Major League Eating Association, or just Major League Eating, it's been held on the 4th of July ever since then, except twice. In 1941, they were protesting the war. Sure. Wait, who was protesting the war? Everyone. Like, not doing it. The, the people who host it. They were protesting the war in Europe. They didn't uh, like the war or they wanted to participate in it? I, I, it's very vague, but okay. they didn't like it. <laughs> what better way to show your hatred offensive. of war than not eat hot dogs? <clears throat> In 1971, they uh, also didn't do it because they were protesting the reign of free love. Uh, Wait, yeah. So what? the first winner is, uh, is said to be Jim Mullen. He ate 13 dogs, hot dogs, to be clear. I'm going to say dogs a lot. Unless I say otherwise, I'm referring to the hot dog. Mm-hmm. Got it. 13 dogs in 12 minutes. That's, but I could do that and today. And this will surprise you. Twist. Hmm. It turns out there are other versions of the origin story. Obviously. <laughs> no, no, no. Everybody was caught very much off guard, and the planning of my script is going just as I planned it. <laughs> <laughs> so here are the other origins. Um, and depending on who you ask, it's it's different. Some people say uh, Jimmy Durante participated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. It took place in 1917 and included Eddie Cantor. Um, they all sound fake because they are. Oh, in 2010, again. promoter Mortimer Morty Matz, that is his real name, yeah. uh, confessed that the 1916, the original story, was spun for promotion back in the 70s. Um, this is a quote hmm. that comes from a 2016 interview in the New York Post with Wayne Norbitz, who served as president of Nathan's for 26 years. He still sits on the board of directors, um, and he's talking about marketing Nathan's during that period, basically in the 70s, when, important fact, Nathan's had just become a publicly traded company. Uh, so they needed to find a way to, like, make it sing. Um <laughs> Our objective was to take a photograph and get it in the New York newspaper. We'd honestly wait for a couple of fat guys to walk by and ask them if they wanted to be in a hot dog contest. Oh my god! <laughs> wait, That's wait, awesome. wait. Oh, so what, what period of time is this? This is the 70s. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting the like fake aspects mixed up with the real aspects. So here, here, here's the way of, here's uh, exactly how it is. Okay. In the 70s, the Nathan's marketing team needed to m- give them some like good press around their going public as sure. a company. Yeah, they come up with an entire fake story so, dating back to 1916. What, so there's no the moment the where war, they like didn't like they all of it protest the fake. everything fake everything everything is fake. <laughs> the entire backstory is fake. Is there a the New York Times article that admits there there are there are tons of stories everywhere from the japan times to the associated press to the new york times that cite that incorrect date oh my god yeah there it is everywhere <laughs> i can see there being um, like an old gawker article that's like an investigation into these lies oh yes and then which there will it. be now <laughs> um here's the thing everything was exaggerated or a lie the contest wasn't even specific to the fourth of july once it started in the 70s uh they would hold these competitive eating contests on a variety of holidays. They just had to be in the summer. Mm. Um, the earliest documented contest is 1972. That's a real one. 
Um, the winner was a Brooklyn College student who ate 14 hot dogs in three and a half minutes. Oh, my God. Um, yes. Uh, I love that they made up a record. As That's my favorite part of the lie, is they went so down the rabbit hole, they were like, okay, in 1917, what could this fake guy that we made up eat, realistically? At this time, an entire family shared a single pea, which is the four sides. So. Okay, wait, um, I have a question before yes. you keep going. So when we say hot dog, like, what is on this hot dog? I assume it has a bun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's just a bun and, and, a, and a frankenfurter. Okay, no, like, mustard, ketchup, any of that. I, I mean, I think that's optional, but I think if you're a pro, you don't. Mm-hmm. Put, Did you say frankenfurter? You know. Isn't that a frankenfurter? It's just frankfurter. <laughs> frankenfurter <laughs> is a guy from Rocky Horror. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it doesn't really stick into the 80s. Okay, intermission. Can somebody turn on the time machine? Yes. Flick. Okay, I can't hear the time machine, Allegra. Oh, what? Usually you're the one. Okay, uh, this time it has elevator music. Okay. Which is just like, da-da, we're in a time machine. Yep. <laughs> Somebody yeah. wrote music for it. <laughs> this is the and, elevator And lyrics. Music. You usually don't hear lyrics in <laughs> okay, elevator uh, music, Lex, but I'm surprised. Can you turn it off because this we're one is We're in a time it. machine. Where are we going? Okay, click. It's off. Thanks. We're there. We're where we need to be. Um, we are uh, at the beginning, or not the beginning, but early days of American history. Um, we also have this copy, copy of Horseman of the Esophagus. It is an excellent book uh, by Jason Fagoni, who actually has a new book out about a woman who broke code during World War II. But you should check this book out because it is a really great read and a great summer read. Um, he talks about competitive eating dating back to the 18th century in America. In 1793, a news item describes Pennsylvanians scarfing 20-plus ginger cakes uh, under the assumption that they will get them gratis if they eat all of them. Um, in 19th century New York, city leaders settled bets with food-eating contests. Uh, <laughs> Hot toddy eating contests, they may be kind of the standard of the 4th of July today, but at the turn of the century, at the turn of the century, turn of the century. century, nearly every town had a different eating contest to celebrate the holiday. Trivia question, what did they eat during these contests? Um, boy, every town, every town, Wait, where? Every, every town in America, turn of the century, had a, a eating contest. Okay. What did they eat that wasn't hot dog? Uh, um, I'm going to say fruitcake. Mm, okay. Interesting. I'm going to guess mm, salmon. Well, it's a, not that. It's as American as apple pie. pie. <laughs> Any pie or just apple pie? Uh, pie. <laughs> just general pie. Meat pie. Apple pie actually, I believe, was not the original American pie. I think that's more of a recent thing. Is it because of the movie? Is that yeah, that sure. It was about Stifler's mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, gradually, uh, eating contest went out of fashion. Um, middle class, largely middle class whites, um, became more Im- image conscious. Um, and it got pushed off to kids and like frats. Uh, there's a whole separate history of eating contests that is 
grim and speaks to um the awful sides of america and american racism mm. but i will let you all read about that in horseman of the esophagus this is fun that's not fun no I'm it's just not even wo- that it's that like i would need to dedicate three hours to delicately walk the line <laughs> of just how awful uh that's that's always a tricky part of our show right Uh, avoiding racism (laughs) (laughs) we don't want to avoid it but we don't necessarily want to highlight it well they just keep leading to it um (laughs) anyway so uh yeah it's essentially fallen out of fashion until the federation so nathan's contest i'm gonna take a big gulp of water so so just to be clear it was in fashion for like like before the 20th century, and then it fell out of fashion for 70 years? No, it was in, in fashion. It really hit its peak, from what I can tell, in the like late 19th, early 20th century. Okay. Mm. And then by the 50s um, is when it kind of fell out yeah. of fashion again. Because uh, of Eisenhower. Ah, uh, classic Ike. Fun yep. um, Nathan's Contest. It's still going from the 70s. In the mid-90s, brothers George and Richard Shea handle publicity for nathan's contest but they see a much bigger opportunity leveraging the hot dog contest as a centerpiece for a bigger organization which they create it's called the international federation of competitive eating it's founded in 1997 and it provides kind of two key responsibilities that elevate it above any other eating contest organization that had come to that point one, organize, um, help get competitions off the ground and help them like prosper across the country, not just, you know, around the block of Nathan's. And also, like, um, how do you even unify like the size of a hot dog? Well, that's number two. Oh. Supervise, provide rules, policy, structure, consistent rankings. So they have all, all of that type of stuff is set and standardized by them. Um, the Federation ballooned quickly, which makes sense, right? It's the mid-90s. I mean, it is the most, like, land of milk and honey period for, again, a certain class of <laughs> Americans. <laughs> um, uh, and had, they, they had TV programs by the early 2000s. By the late 2000s, they had thousands of contestants who would participate. Um... And around this time, it also changes its name uh, from the complicated IFOCE or whatever to simply the MLE or Major League Eating. Yeah. Um, I don't for, like it. For the hot dog thing, the only thing anybody cares about, we got some rules. Mm-hmm. 20 competitors, including the defending champ, regional qualifier winners from that season, Two wild cards. Usually, I think the wild cards were set by the people with the highest average of dogs eaten who also hadn't won a qualifier. Oh, that's nice. Good yeah, for them. Yeah, which makes sense. Um, but then the not-so-nice uh, invited by special invitation category. So I think they like had some controversies where they invited like pseudo-celebrities and then yeah. they had to eat like four Dave Coulier. I don't think that was one of them. <laughs> Wait. Oh, God. But... That would be ironic. I can see that as a Full House episode. <laughs> that would be. Um, time to eat the dogs has ranged from 12 minutes to three and a half minutes. Um, What's it at 2000- now? 
since 2008, it's 10 minutes. 10 minutes of straight hot dog eating time. Yeah, so for a decade, they've stuck to the 10-minute like policy. Oh, okay, that, so when I they talk about constantly breaking the record, at least it is a set amount of time. So, yes, but we'll get into that because there are some complications there. Okay. Um, the winner currently gets a, a cash prize and a belt. Um, the mustard belt. Right? <laughs> that, was a, that was my next trivia. Oh, nice. I knew it already. What is the championship belt called? The mustard wow. belt. <laughs> wow. I didn't look that one up. I just knew it by heart. I've watched that competition a few times. Oh, it's yellow. Jesus. New Yorkers, well, man. I'll have more trivia later, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it was famously held by uh, Takeru Kobayashi from 2001 to mm-hmm. 2006 um, until he was be- beaten by Joey Chestnut. In 2007, uh, Chestnut briefly lost it, but it, for anybody who is watching this in recent years, you know that he has since reclaimed it and currently is the, the I guess, caretaker of the, uh, what, what would you call that? Oh, it's not owner. Of the Steward? mustard belt? Yeah. The current he, possessor. The reigning Sh- champion. The, sure. Yeah, those all work. <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about Kobayashi because Joey Chestnut's whatever. Um, Kobayashi is a revolutionary of the hot dog eating contest. Maybe the greatest, or at the very least, unquestionably the most influential competitive eater of all time. The Bambino of competitive eating. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, but even bigger than that. Like, imagine smashing people who, like, created fundamental rules. Like, Like, if... Imagine if Michael Jordan and also the like the person who decided that you should dunk were all and and also somebody who is really good at threes were all the same person. <laughs> so I'm sure somebody's like, actually, Jordan was pretty good at threes. And it's like, <laughs> shut it. Like, the three point was not what it was back then, what it is today. I, I literally thought you were talking about the mobile game threes. Okay, that's terrifying. Move on, plant. Oh, my <laughs> quickly. Gosh. Um. Anyway, he hails from uh, Nagano, Japan. He was born in 1978. According to a Sports Illustrated profile, which we will uh, reference a bit here, he wins a milk chugging contest in grade school and gets nudged into an eating contest in college when a friend signs him up. Why would that? That's terrible. Do not make children chug milk in grade school. No, doesn't it give you the chills if you try to drink too much of it? Well, you mm-hmm. throw up. You, I'm sorry, no war- there should have been a trigger warning there. But, Arf. like, humans are not capable of digesting that much milk, and you'll just instantly lose it. I've been yeah. there, baby. It's not See? good. See? Allegra. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets this big break in 2000 on a Japanese weekly primetime TV show called TV Champion. <gasps> um, later that year... He sets the Japan record for eating Chinese dumplings by downing 400 in one hour on Whoa. another show. Whoa. Now, with the help of, I believe, the original TV program of TV Champion, he sets his sights on Nathan's hot dog eating contest. You know, I mean, this is still pretty clearly the, the gold standard. It's the World of, Series. Yeah, competitive eating. Hmm. Also, something you should know about him. He is five foot eight in Somewhere around 125 to 145 pounds. He is slight. He is, yeah. yeah, not what you would picture probably when you think like, oh, greatest competitive eater of all time. Uh, but we will find out why that is because 
the 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 image of the competitive eater has changed mm-hmm. in the last kind of 15 years. Um, in 2001, he sets a record as a rookie at Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest on the 4th of July, eating 50 hot dogs in 12 minutes. Oh. Um, and remember, important thing, he came from Japan. It is not easy to get a lot of hot dogs in Japan in 2001. So he only got to practice with fish sausages. What? I mean, that's pretty close. Yes. Um, what was, so f- again, 50, 50 dogs. Trivia. Mm. What was the previous record? I'm going to say Wenny. Yeah, I'm going to guess 28. 25. Mm. He ah, doubled the previous crazy. record. Um, we're going to talk about uh, now the rise and fall of, of this legend. Are you going to talk about Obvi- his strategy, why he's so good? We will. Don't okay, worry. We'll get good. to it. <laughs> 50 dogs. Obviously, it is um, just wild. Organizers didn't have signs <laughs> that went that high, so they had to start handwriting the numbers on paper. Um, and he just dominates for half a decade. From 2001 to 2006, he is effectively uncontested. Um, He's not just winning the hot dog contest. He's winning everything. He is winning contests in hamburgers, dumplings, pork buns. Sometimes he's doing this on back-to-back days. Yes. Um, He does lose to somebody, a Kodiak bear, (laughs) in a TV special in the 2000s. Ah! Um, He's out-eaten by a Kodiak bear. But in 2012, he beats that bear's record. <laughs> I do. I actually know a little bit about the bear. I don't know if you're going to talk more about the bear. No, no, but t- tell us about the bear. So as I understand it, there were two instances um, when they shot with the bear. Uh, the first instance, um, the bear was treated like normally, like how you would treat a bear. Um, and he, um, he actually won. Um, but this was like off camera. This is like a training run. And then when they did it for real, they actually starved the bear for like three days. So when they unleashed the bear on the hot dogs, there was really no chance he could have. So sad little bear fact for you. So here is what I will say about that. And also this detail of supposedly he beat the bear's record in 2012 at a Texas State Fair. Okay. There's not a lot to prove the veracity of any of it, Mm. which is kind of what I like about these stories in competitive eating, right, is because it isn't closely monitored by a sports press or, you know, televised or any of these things. There's still room for that folksiness yeah. of, like, legend sports or, like, you know, schoolyard stories of somebody like, oh, they, they kicked the dodgeball over the school. Bobby, <laughs> you weren't there, but it <laughs> happened. <laughs> and it killed five teachers. <laughs> <laughs> um... But here, one thing for certain, you know, whether or not that's true, Kobayashi is a absolute rare star, or he was, because in 2007, he claims that he injures his jaw ahead of competition. At the hot dog eating contest that 4th of July, he still eats a staggering 63 hot dogs in 12 minutes. What? But he loses for the first time to the aforementioned Joey Chestnut. I want to throw up just thinking about this. He never beats Chestnut again in mm-hmm. the hot dog eating contest. He does come very, very close. 
a year later, they that this is when they lower the time from 12 minutes to 10 minutes. In 10 minutes, he eats 59 dogs, tying Joey Chestnut, but Chestnut wins an overtime competition in a contest to see who can eat five dogs the fastest. Oh my god. Yes. Uh over the years following that, the two have a back and forth um, across the competitive circuit where, you know, one would win one thing, the other would win the next. Um, meanwhile, a tension is building between Kobayashi and the Major League Eating group. Um, in 2010, Kobayashi plans to move to the States, so he begins his negotiations with MLE. He claims that they wanted to control basically everything he participated in, both inside and outside of the league, especially if it had to do with eating. They said that, hey, this contract isn't that different than what we've always had. Um, you know, essentially you're being ridiculous. Ultimately, Kobayashi parts ways with MLE. And, and, and to be clear to him, he isn't the only person to do this. Other people have like that rubbed up against MLE and its contract. This is from uh, Sports Illustrated, uh, a quote from Kobayashi. The way they run things is imperialistic. I feel like I have left this small world behind, like it was a different lifetime. Um, in terms of leaving it behind, he does so in style. Um, so again, this is 2010. Tension between MLE and Kobayashi are at their peak. And this, I'll read this description from the Sports Illustrated piece because it's very good. Although Kobayashi refused to sign the contract before the 2010 competition, he showed up in the crowd wearing a black t-shirt with free Kobe on the front. <laughs> after, the contest, after the contest was finished, he climbed aboard the stage, holding a backpack full of hot dogs, prepared to hold his own eating exhibition it was immediately swarmed by police <laughs> in a scene alternately described by onlookers as sad and surreal kobayashi grasps the blue nathan's barricades as he was dragged from the platform ultimately spending the night in jail oh wow yeah fortunately he uh the city you know, get sort of all the charges against him. He he is sort of like the Dennis Rodman of uh, competitive eating, which yeah. is to say, like, like this. I mean, he's so many things. He 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 contains multitudes. He he does. <laughs> um. Okay. 2011. A year later, he stages his own competition, countering the Nathan's competition. Yes. What do you think happens for him when he does this? Hmm. Does he get sued by the MLE? M-E-L? M-L-E? M-L-E. Are all of his, like, records thrown out or something? In a weird way, we'll get to that. He <laughs> sets a new world record while doing it. Oh. He eats I don't know how I feel about this. He eats 69 dogs. Hey, nice. Okay, but here, here's nice. where I want to go back to. It's like, what is a hot dog? How Exactly. That that is a good question. What is a hot dog? I, that's actually one of my favorite French uh, paintings. Ce uh, un <laughs> hot dog? Is it a sandwich? <laughs> uh, um, he he is now, for all intents and purposes, an independent eater, which sounds like the most stupidly challenging life one could ever have. 
I mean, you could travel around and I guess like make money at, from bars to be like, hey, Kobayashi's yeah. going to be here and he's going to eat a bunch of stuff. I mean, you're a novelty act. Yeah. It's like the type of thing that you picture people doing in like the vaudeville days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey everyone, sorry for the interruption. Just wanted to give a shout out to our friends at Vox who have been producing this show on Netflix called Explained. Basically, it dives into these complex, interesting topics in a very short span of time, kind of learning about the history of K-pop, which we've talked about before. And this week, there is an episode highlighting the history of esports in a really quick fashion. So if you're interested in checking that out, you can just go to Netflix and search for Explained, or you can go to netflix.com explained. Thanks. But let's return to what makes him so special, because I, I wanted to structure this so we didn't just end on sadness, right? Okay, that's smart. How did he become the best? So, according to a 2004 article on the Japan Times, or maybe the Associated Press, it's one of those things where Associated Press put it out on the wire and, like, who knows who wrote it. Yeah. Um, you have to, this is a quote from Kobayashi. You have to gradually build up your gut by eating larger and larger amounts of food. And then be sure to work it all off so body, body fat doesn't put a squeeze mm. on the expansion of your stomach in competition. Yeah. I start my regiment about two months before a big competition. Yeah, that makes sense. So he's basically like eating a bunch of stuff to the point where his stomach is expanding, but then he's working out so he doesn't gain fat from that food, but his With, stomach remains like yeah, still so stretchy. The stomach is big, yeah. but there's not fat to compress the stomach right. down. Yeah. Um, Equally important, though, I'd say maybe more important, is his creation of the Solomon Method. Yes. Which you probably can picture, even if you don't know the name for it. The way the Solomon Method works is you split, you, you take the hot dog, the, 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 the wiener out of the buns, you split it in half. You also split the buns in half. You dip the bun in the water, and then you stuff both like everything in your gullet all mm. at once but it's actually a little more complicated that's what it looks like is what is happening yeah mm. um the reason you dip the buns in the water is you're actually breaking down the starch oh but doing that would then like absorb all that extra water and you don't want the water weight so what they're really doing when it looks like they're dunking is they're dunking but then they're um cramping down on it to turn it into like almost a ball of like compressed dough so mm. they're breaking down the starch squeezing out the water from the bun turning it into essentially a wad that you stuff into your mouth interesting because um, i always thought that they put it in the water <laughs> as a way to like get themselves liquid so they didn't choke oh i mean i'm, I'm sure that helps yeah because otherwise you would have to drink a lot but this sort yes, of like yes. does both and, at the same time. And you do see people do that. Yeah. Um, this is a, from a 2014 episode of Freakonomics. Um, Stephen Dubner talked to him. Uh, this is uh, Dubner. Here's what the other competitive eaters were asking themselves. How could I fit more hot dogs in my stomach? Kobe asked a different question. Kobe. How can I make one hot dog easier to eat? Mm. Mm. She's smart. Yeah. I, the basic idea it, it, like that, that Kobayashi talks about in the episode is this isn't a meal, it's a sport. It doesn't need to be pretty, it needs to be efficient. And people were thinking about it incorrectly, which is hysterical because I don't think anybody ever thought competitive eating was pretty. But at the same time, there <laughs> still was this like barrier of vanity that was preventing people from being truly disgusting um, <laughs> and eating water dogs. Um, 
Kobayashi follows the Solomon method with a less technical Kobayashi wiggle. Um, it's kind of a controlled contorting of the body meant to force the food down the esophagus. <sighs> um, controversially, he has been accused of using the Roman method, and here's where some vomiting is going to come into play. Uh, the Roman method is when you do not fully keep the food down. There, are, I believe, were two different big contests where it appeared the food came back up in the final seconds. I think in one of them it was found to not be a DQ, but I think in another one he was disqualified. Um, how long do you need to keep the? Do you know how long you need to keep it down after? I, the I don't know the exact amount of time. Sure, but definitely before time's up. Um, yeah. Others have speculated on whether or not he or other people who are really good at competitive eating use uh, competitive eating's performance-enhancing drug of choice, the muscle relaxant. Mm. Um, but I don't really buy it. It's, it's possible, but I don't know. That, that seems like a stretch. It's interesting just because I would think that you would, it would hinder your ability to move like food down your throat. Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there are a number of things about that that don't scan right to me. Um, but you know, who knows? Also, yeah. I just don't want to believe that. I want to believe in my heroes. I don't want to asterisk. So does ev- <laughs> exactly. Does everybody use the Solomon method now? Like his technique? Yeah. Um, it, when you watch, uh, on the 4th of July, you will see most people using it. Yeah. Um, which brings us back to the contest. Yeah. Today. It is a huge event on ESPN. Uh, the company that has the rights to, from, from now till 2024, um, people get hype promos as they enter the stage, uh, much closer to pro wrestling than really anything else. Eater X. Uh, the now. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Almost everybody has a nickname or like a gimmick. Um, and also we are living in, uh, a golden age for records. Last year, Chestnut returned to form with a record-setting 72 dogs. In 10 minutes? In 10 minutes. Oh, my God. And the ladies get something, too, because, of course, something. if you are surprised that uh, competitive eating would be as regressive as other sports. (laughs) (laughs) Twist, you're right. Um, (laughs) Trivia, a separate contest for women. What is the belt called? Oh, okay. no. Oh, so it's the mustard belt for guys, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Don't think too hard on it, because you'll the harder you think, ketchup the further belt. you get away. I was going to say ketchup. The pink belt. <laughs> Why? It was a, a, originally sponsored by Pepto-Bismol. Oh, I thought it was Pinky's <laughs> hot dogs. Uh, it, the record holder uh, with 45 dogs in 10 minutes uh, belongs to Sonia Thomas. The, the 2017 winner. Huh? I think they call her the Black Widow. I believe you're right. Uh, yeah, so 2017 winner is Miku Sudip with uh, 41 dogs. Uh, the Coney Island corner, uh, where Nathan's Famous is, is absolutely filled with people on, on this holy day every year on the 4th of July. It has kind of a, a like old-timey Times Square vibe. Mm-hmm. But even in the winter, far... Far from the contest, the stall is still something of an outdoor landmark for the competition. On the wall of Nathan's, there is a giant hall of fame listing the winners with uh, images of some of the best contestants of all time. 
except <gasps> Kobayashi. Kobe. No, except Kobayashi. That's so who is, sad. Who was removed in 2011? They're such babies. Come on, guys. <sighs> like, I get fine. You don't want to let him in new competitions, but like, how do you remove him? I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he's back up now. I, I, I was trying. That seemed too cruel. And I had found that information from 2011. I figured, you know, time heals wounds, you know, maybe maybe they'd turned a corner on this, but I couldn't find anything. I mean, someone anything. so formative to the sport. Yeah. Just erasing um, them from time. Anyway, I, I want to share some final words. These are directly from Kobayashi, and then we'll get to everybody's favorite section of the show. But I think these are some good final words from um, Kobayashi. And this is from that same Freakonomics interview. I think people have to have a reason to rethink what could be wrong. I think the thing about human beings is that they make a limit in their mind of what their potential is, and they decide that, well, I've been told this or this is what society tells me. They've just been made to believe something. If every human being actually threw away those thoughts, and they actually did use the method of thinking for everything, the potential of human beings, I think, is really great. Yeah. So, approach the world with uh the need for another solomon method you know mm-hmm. stop throw away your vanity throw away your assumptions mm. and you too can eat 50 hot dogs <laughs> has anyone minutes. tried up the nose no uh, you know weirdly <laughs> that hasn't been like because that's priority. just a whole nother hole you could put hot dogs in oh God. please never say <laughs> Anything like that ever, ever again. It is truly awful. Okay, moving on. Does anybody want to start the theme song? <laughs> oh my gosh, shit, really quick. Uh, we got to get back in the uh, time machine to get, to get back to the office. Okay, now we're back. Ooh, that would have been horrible if we got stuck in, I don't know where we ended I don't actually know what year that was. Yeah. <laughs> we worked our way through the entire century. Um, okay, reader only memories. Uh, reader only memories. Uh, I asked people for their uh, memories of Nathan's hot dog eating contest for the upcoming episode. Early any food eating contest. Um, we got some great submissions. Shannon Loftus, Microsoft Studios GM of Publishing. <laughs> responded with the video of uh the scene in stand by me where oh, uh, yes. everybody vomits all over each I other was the, thinking that's pie of right that. pie. yes and, and and a number of people actually mentioned this it's hard to think about hot dog eating or any eating contest without thinking of stand by me and and all just so much barf that's so yeah. gross um let me see we have uh James, our, our friend of the show, James, I was at the National Restaurant uh, show last year, and after a particularly bad night of food poisoning, I had the pleasure of listening to Joey Chestnut demonstrate and intimately describe his eating process. I wanted to die. <laughs> I just can't imagine, like, you have this thing. I guess it's like doing a pickup game versus, like, playing, like, in the NBA. But doing this thing that you do normally... But now you're doing it in a completely different way. Like he, it, I'm sure he has normal meals where he just sits down and eats normally. It's just very bizarre to me. It is. Um, this is from at Jawless Monk. 
My friends and I still refer to the summer of 07 as the end of the Kobayashi era and the beginning of the Joey Chestnut era. Mm. We had just graduated high school and nothing could be taken for granted anymore. Not even Kobayashi running the table on the fourth. To which uh, Rachel Metz, who is one of my favorite reporters and editors from MIT Technology Review, <laughs> responding, yes, I remember being in the crowd that year, and it was amazing. Disgusting, but amazing. I do, I do want to mention, um, I don't think the hot dogs from Nathan's are very good. Speaking as someone that enjoys no, I, a good I, I hot agree. dog. They're, they're, they're totally average. I would say less than average, personally. I th- Here's here's the oh, let me just break down real quick the issue with them. I think the skin is too thick. There's like it's and plasticky. Like it takes a little too much effort to get through them. And then the, there's no flavor. It's just like salty water. That's but, probably yeah. why they're good for competition, though, right? Because like, what if they tasted amazing? Then people would yeah. be even better at eating. People them would fast. be like, oh god, I just want to hold on to this for a second. I want to hold on to this. <laughs> we have uh, two small, actually. Three small, very quick personal stories from Jill. I've only heard about Joey Chestnut from when he did the wing bowl in Philly. I was addicted to eating frozen hot dogs as a child, though. Which, true. I I think that's like half my cousins. That describes... um, (laughs) Will said, when I was a small kid, eating hot dogs would make me and my twin brother and I uh, sleepwalk. So my parents kept them away from us until we were older. Which... I just want to know, does Will still sleepwalk when he eats hot dogs? <laughs> um, and our own managing editor, Chelsea Stark, I won a televised work-related watermelon eating contest once. Whoa. Yeah, she did. She told me. I, I didn't know that. Is there video evidence of it still? Oh, I don't that know. That is the first reply to her tweet. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do not know. We will have to sleuth around for that. Very so, exciting. That that is that's our episode. Oh my! I am not hungry. No, ever again. <laughs> never again. Never eating food again. Thank you, Chris Plant. That was excellent. Thank you. Um, I wanted to thank everyone at home um, for all the lovely uh, mentions and uh, continue, please, spreading the word about the show. Uh, you can mention our uh, t- our Twitter account, which is at uh, the History of Fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but just tell a friend about it. Tell uh, your followers about it. Spread the word. We're just trying to get as many new listeners as possible, and we really appreciate it. Um, you know, this is how we learn, and we grow as people, and we Wait, can all grow together. What? I have a challenge. Okay. I want people to leave a review. Mm-hmm. It can be good or bad, whatever you want. But good, but, Like, though. let's be honest. Make good. good. Five stars. Put it on Apple Podcast. Yep. But in the review... Also, let us know what would be the absolute worst food for an eating contest. Oh, wow. And we will circle back on that and maybe even force Allegra to participate in the eating contest. I oh, think- we could have an eating contest off. <gasps> oh, God. But it has to be oh. a real food. It can't be like that thing where you're like, oh, look, oh, they blend everything in the kitchen. It's bad. No, 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 no. Come off like a real food. Okay. We'll, we'll see where we go from there. Challenge accepted. Um, thank you all at home for listening to the History of Fun, where we explore the hidden backstories behind the things you love to do and eat. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.